the most blatant and unconstitutional law of free India, the Hindu Religious and Charitable Endowment Acts of various states. They have affront, trampled our religious and administrative and cultural rights on their feet, and we have not even come out with a whimper. Question, sir. Yes. Has this ever been accounted by CAG or AG? Anybody? It doesn't come under CAG. There is no external audit for temples. There is only an internal audit for temples from 1976. Um, and it is the and, for the, and by the HRNC department, not even no, by government. So there is no independence oh, at all? Not from not, not even from the uh, local fund. ministry in DN. Local fund audit or something like that. This is only by, no external, I, I put it here, no external audit since 1976. And in 1976, when the GO was passed, there was no elected government. So, so uh, this is most likely a GO which has no legal validity because every rule passed under the HRMC Act should be approved by the legislature. As per the records I have searched, there is no such approval here. So, what started as a Religious Endowments Act in 1925 after severe opposition from Muslims and Christians became Hindu Religious Endowments Act. And um, 1926, they started taking over temples and properties. And in, soon after 1950 constitution coming, they came with the 1951 Act, by which a department was created. Earlier, there was something called a board. Even today, people say HRE board and all that. There's no HRE board. There's only HRC department. So the commissioner came, and other government servants came. Madras High Court in the Chidambaram Temple and the Shurur Mat hung. Madras um, uh, High Court struck down a lot of these provisions of the 1951 Act. The Supreme Court, in, on an appeal, saved some of these provisions. They did not uphold all the sections struck down. They said, okay, some of these sections can be done. Um, now, the 1959 Act. I call it a fraud on the Constitution because those sections which were struck down by the Supreme Court of India as drastic and unconstitutional. And uh, even the Madras High Court, uh, Madras government's uh, advocate general would not support them. Those sections came back verbatim in the 1959. In uh, 2012, while we are preparing for Dayanda Sarsavi Swamiji's petition, I had the fortune of um, sitting with a very senior counsel of the, of the Supreme Court. And we were going section by section, sitting in Coimbatore, we were discussing it. And when I pointed out that the sections struck down by the Supreme Court had come back verbatim in the 1959 Act, the senior counsel was shocked beyond words. He said, what were the advocates in Tamil Nadu doing for so many years? The government, which is supposed to safeguard our constitutional rights, comes with a fraud of disobeying, not only disobeying the Supreme Court, but also playing a fraud on the Hindus, citizens. Verbatim, they came back. Section 63 to 69 of the 51 Act is now Section 71 to 76 of the 59 Act. Section 56, which is the appointment of executive officer, which was struck down, was given, a, like a, what they say, old wine in new bottle. It was, uh, more drastic provisions were given in 43A and 45. Section 20 of the 1951 Act said the commissioner has supervisory power, supervisory power over all endowments. Then Karnanidhi in 1974, he added temple supervisory power over all endowments and the temples. 
what is the commissioner and IAS officer has to do anything with the temple, agamas, rituals, Vedas, temple practices and why should he supervise a temple? In the Vaka fact, it is clearly mentioned a place of worship will not come under the act. Only the charities will come under the act. Only the works will come under the act. And there too, it will come under the executive officer only if the income is more than 5 lakh rupees a year. Here we have no such thing. We have 38,000 temples under uh, the HRNC department, of which 30,000 temples officially have less than rupees 5,000 annual income. 5,000 annual income means you have less than 420 rupees a month which means less than 13 rupees, 14 rupees a day. For 15 rupees a day, why do you need an executive officer? Why do you need government control? Why do you need supervision? These temples are better served, given back to the community. They will take care of it. They will ensure there is three times puja a day. Because it is under the government and because the executive officer chases away everybody and anybody who wants to play a role in the temple, the temples are languishing. 